0: Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roschke, your host, and I'm so excited about the word that uh, we are talking about today. Don Kennedy, Kennedy, excuse me, I do know your name, (laughs) (coughs) Don. And uh, Harley Blue, he's over here, you know, just making sure we're doing what we need to do
1: the tech guy
0: the tech guy that's right and we appreciate that (laughs) but uh, we have been talking about the uh, parable of the good samaritan but i want to take just a moment and i want us to go ahead and do the reset your mind with the word today's verse. See, it's important that we learn the Word of God. So we're just going to take a minute. The reason we do this is because Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you do that by the Word, and you do it by prayer. And that renew means renovation, restoration, transformation, and a change of heart for the better, an adjustment of one's moral and sp- spiritual vision. I think we need that every day. So that's what the Word does. So the Word, this, the Scripture this week to reset your mind with the word verse is Matthew 9 13 but go and learn what this means I desire mercy and not sacrifice for I did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance I want to invite you to learn that verse and get that in your spirit that he desires mercy and not sacrifice Matthew 9 13 and the word of the week is mercy mercy it's compassion Tender, mercy, kindness, and outward manifestation of pity. And that's what we're talking about today is mercy. So the word we're pulling out of Matthew 9, 13 is mercy. Let me read it one more time. Compassion, tender, mercy, kindness, and outward manifestation of pity. Let's get that in our spirit today, okay? Hallelujah. Well, let's go back, Dawn. We're going to talk, continue talking about Luke Uh, The Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, starting with verse 25, and we have just blazed through three whole verses. (laughs) So we're going to move on. So Jesus has just said to the lawyer, you know, he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? What is writ? And Jesus says, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So love God, love people. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this. And you will live. If you do this, you will live. But he, the lawyer, and see which one see if you fall in any one of these characters in this in this parable. And he wanting to justify himself. Oh boy. Have you ever been in an argument with your spouse and you want to justify yourself? Oh, not anybody in here. No, nobody listening has ever done that. that. (laughs) I mean no. Mm mm. I'm glad other people do that, but never me. My Uh favorite
1: ones are the ones you have in your head, and you're justifying yourself ahead of time. You know, I've
0: had many arguments in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this, and I'm going to do this, and the Holy Spirit, no, you're not. not.
1: (laughs) The big mistake is you say, I'm going to say this, then he's going to say that. (laughs) It never works that way.
0: (laughs) So true, but you're ready just in case. You're loaded for bear just in case they say it. Oh, dear Jesus, help us. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: but he wanted to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? He's like, you know, surely it's the Levites and the priests. Surely it's the high priest. Who is my neighbor? Because this is a Jewish man asking this question. And Jesus answered and said to him, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. So this is a Jewish man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. So that's very important that you understand that. And fell among thieves. Who stripped him of his clothing. Wounded him and departed. Leaving him half dead. So he fell among thieves. He is robbed. They stripped him of his clothing. Wounded him and left him half dead. Now let's think about it. I, something I told the kids when I, at that school. When I was talking to them. I said you know sometimes we do that. We rob people of their dignity. We rob people, so to speak, from their clothing with the words we speak. Sometimes we just uncover them. We just slice and dice them with our words. And they felt, when, by the time we leave them, they feel wounded and half dead. I know, man, I, because God uses me to speak the word and minister the word. Speak uh, life. Communicate that I have to speak life. But I tell you what, if I let it go in the other direction... I can be very effective, very effective at slicing somebody up and making them feel uncovered, unprotected, vulnerable, wounded, and half dead. I've done it before, and I've
1: had to repent and
0: ask for mercy. And
1: if we aren't taking on his nature and spending time with him, it's so much easier to do that, to tear somebody down, than it is to to walk in love you've got to have that relationship Mm -hmm. again so that you can give out and god doesn't give us these gifts uh just for ourselves he gives them to us so we can share them with others so to do that we got to take on his nature and receive his mercy
0: amen to that Uh, don't do with your words what the thieves did to this man going on this journey i think that's extremely important now by chance now listen by chance here's this man laying here half dead no, beat him up, no clothes, wounded. A certain priest came down that road. He's a leader in the synagogue, he's supposed to represent God. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side across the street. Across the street. I mean, he, he, he is he right away. <laughs> yeah. I am not dealing with this beaten up, bloody man. I don't care if he is my kinsman. I don't care if he is a Jew. I am going to the other side. I'm busy. I'm on a mission. I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to get filthy. I don't want it to cost me anything. I don't want to have to put my time in it nor my money. I've got things to do. In fact, I mean, all you know, just know that I'm doing the work of the Lord. I'm busy. I've got things to do for God. I can't stop and help this man over here. I've got to take care of my duties as a priest. Likewise, a Levite, who is also in the priesthood, a Levite who is also in the ministry, I would say. Uh, he, he represents God. When he arrived at that place, came and looked. At least he stopped and looked.
1: <laughs> Didn't do anything, but he looked at it. <laughs> and he
0: passed by on the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. They're both just totally missing it. They are religious, and their, their godliness was just a show. They were just religious, and their godliness was just a show, but they were making sure they were keeping all the rules. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, he came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compa- compassion. Now, understand that Samaritans and Jews, they didn't socialize. They barely even spoke, if they ever did. They were, Samaritans were considered an outcast because they weren't part of the Jewish race. They were not part of the chosen people
1: they weren't part of the covenant and that like us though we're most of us are gentiles we weren't jews to begin with and i see the samaritan laying there and i think about all the hopeless situations i ever had in my life where i was truly hopeless i deserved anything that came to me and i was i was i just i didn't have any hope there was no hope but then i met jesus as my savior and he didn't leave me hopeless. Right. And j- he did not choose me because I wasn't a Jew. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I came for mm-hmm. all of you. Mm-hmm. I came for everyone and I love you. Mm-hmm. And he, ca- he came across the street and picked me up and mm-hmm. took me and took care of me.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, it, and this was someone who was not, if you would think about him, you would not ever say, okay, now he needs to be, he would be godly. He would do the mm-hmm. right thing. No. He had probably been shunned by the Jewish people.
1: Almost dead.
0: Uh, yeah. that the, the, the Samaritan, though, did, had never, you know, he hadn't been, tra- I'm sure he hadn't been treated right mm-hmm. by the Jews. Mm-hmm. Because they felt they were better than the mm-hmm. Samaritans. But what did the Samaritan do? He's on a journey. He's passing through. But he took time out of his trip. I can see, I mean, in my mind's eye, I, I see this as a big play. Mm-hmm. I can see it in my mind's eye. That He's got, his, he's got his bags, you know. He's traveling. He's, he's carrying this baggage. And he's getting, he has a reason that he's going somewhere. He has a destination. He's, he has a trip. He's planned it out. But he passes by and see a half-dead Jewish man, beat up, no clothing, and he stops. Even though he had been treated poorly by the Jews, mm-hmm. he stops and he had compassion on him so he went to him and bandaged his wounds see the bible says that the lord uh he heals the broken heart you know he he binds up our wounds and he heals the broken heart he pours in the oil and the wine he this man he went on went to him and bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine and he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn and took care of him so the oil and wine signifying the cleansing it cleansed him And it also began to heal him. And that's what the Lord does. When we've been beat up by life, beat up by the enemy, or things we've even done to ourselves thats caused us to be half dead, unclothed, and uh, unprotected, uh, that the Lord will come in and he will bandage up our wounds. This, this Samaritan was being godly. He was representing God in a right way. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will
1: repay you. Not only did he take time to do this, he's paying for the guys mm-hmm. for his stay. I see that as, him, as like the Lord picking me up out of the ditch and showing me the value he, that he has in me, that, he, that I'm valuable to him so he sacrificed his own money Mm -hmm. something that not just his time he had to actually that may have been his his what he needed to finish his journey you don't know but god found value he found value in this man and said i'm going to take care of him Mm -hmm. and you know isn't that isn't that the answer
0: to racism of thinking you're better than somebody because of their color or their uh, religion or anything like that, or, or their education, their money, or lack thereof. I mean, th- literally, Jesus was addressing this because you have two races here, the Samaritans and you have the Jews. And the Lord, he wa- I believe in our nation that he wants to bring a healing and that we can see if we could be like the Samaritan, in the United States of America, if we could be like the good Samaritan and, and love the unlovely, some of that 's been ugly to you, some may, may not treated you right, forgive them
1: find value in them
0: find value in the way God does. God finds value in every person, the lowest what we would call scoundrel on earth. He finds value because he he created them for a purpose He, he gave them the breath of life and he allows them to be on this mm-hmm. earth. Uh, every day and so he finds value in them what if you know the bible says do unto others you'd have them do unto you what if in our families we did unto others we'd have them do unto us if we actually w- saw what they're going through if we realized the difficulties they're facing the shoes that they're in you know that old saying what if you ever walked a mile in their moccasins you know mm-hmm. you would understand you know so if you walk a mile in their shoes you know when your husband comes home and he's been out working hard you know my husband's been working a lot of late hours lately and he's tired you know and he's not as young as he used to be well neither am I but he you know he's tired and, and if he comes home a little grumpy well you know love him he's out there making a living for me mm-hmm. and but what if if we did unto others, as we would want them to do unto us, to treat us in our schools, in our neighborhood, in our cities, in our nations, uh, in our government, what, how, how would things begin to turn around? I mean, there is so much upheaval and hatred on all sides. It's not just one side or one, one group of people or, you know, it is an outright unleashing of the demonic to divide us, this nation... And I'm not talking about a political party or not a political party. I'm talking about people. it is a demonic assignment against the people of the United States of America to destroy us mm-hmm. and to destroy our purpose and, and pit one against another. You know, even if there's somebody you don't agree with their beliefs, you don't maybe you don't you wouldn't have voted the way they voted. Or you don't believe the way they believe uh, in, you know, about God or whatever, whatever it is. Could you not, with the help of God, show mercy like you've been shown mercy? Could could you not love like God loves and minister and to reach out to people of all society, uh, no matter their, their color, no matter their education, no matter what they believe no matter their government you know their uh, political party affiliation anything like that what would happen and even in our our colleges right now in our universities there's so much violence and and you know the people are they're just rising up and and uh, so many things are happening that i see it from a different vantage point and i believe it's you know i do believe it's the way the lord sees it that it's just it, it is unleashed demonic spirits of strife division racism hatred that has been sent against this country and the answer is god the answer is the love of god the answer is the mercy of god
1: to me it's a call to action Mm. yeah that's good because if we are even if you start just in your home If you start right where you are or with your neighbor or with someone in your office or whatever it is, if you start one thing, you do one, make one change to begin to show them mercy and love. You don't, God is so good at multiplication that you don't know how far that will go you Mm -hmm. don't know what that might change in that person in one person and then they change it for someone else and you just don't know Mm -hmm. god just multiplies it he pays it forward he does uh he does exponentially more than we could imagine with it Mm -hmm. but it starts with us Mm -hmm. we can't go well i wish my neighbor would (coughs) fix this or i wish my (laughs) husband would fix this we can't worry about what they need to fix Mm -hmm. we have to go okay lord my call to action is I'm going to show mercy. I'm going to find a way to show mercy to this person or that person or this situation. And then, Lord, I'm going to trust you with the rest. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And you don't know what that person that may be acting out of anger or violence or judging someone because of their color or their background or, you know, their their money. Mm -hmm. You don't know what that person who may be. Acting out in violence, I'm not condoning violence in any way. But you don't know why they do what they do, other than and and of course the enemy wants comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. But here's the thing. You do not know. For instance, you know I was watching some of the women marches that were really just had a lot of anger and you know. Just some hatred coming out But as I was watching And as I was listening You know what occurred to me I think there's some really Hurting Hurting women women, Broken and hurting They may have experienced what I did You know sexual abuse They may have experienced that and turned them against men or felt like that they're just being taken advantage. And there is a lot of that going on in the world. I mean, when you have human trafficking and, you know, with little girls and women and even little boys, there's a lot of that going on. But you don't know what that person has walked through that has kind of changed their filter, filter, changed their thinking, changed their, their heart, and then have... Uh, anger or a hurt or a big fear and they put up a big wall uh with between men and women or or whomever you don't know why they have you know become uh a homosexual you don't know why they are you know turned against men or women or why they treat women this that way it is all a demonic plot now do people have a choice people can say yes or no to it but i want but there is such a a demonic assignment to pull them into it you know maybe your dad beat you well probably his dad beat him and it goes back up the line and back down the line and so I think we need to stop and say okay God and I've been praying this a lot Lord help me help me to see the way you see give me your perspective give me your heart help me to look at that person the way that you look mm-hmm. at them help me to understand them and see what you have put in them and where you want to take them and help me relate to them in that way not relate to them out of my hurt or my anger of how they treated me what they've said what they've done or what they didn't say or what they didn't do help me not to respond to that but help me respond to the god to the person you created them to be to god gives value, and, you give value and for and to see god's perspective i mean that that will do you some good right there if you ask the lord in your marriage with your children maybe you're having a neighbor that's giving you problems or maybe in school you're a young person uh maybe at work co-worker and you are just really being treated ugly if you will stop and ask the lord lord what's going on in their life is there a hurt what's the doorway? Why are they responding like this? Mm -hmm. Because I believe most often you will find there was a hurt. There was an offense. They were mistreated in some way. They were done wrong. And through the years, they've gotten hardened. And this is the only way they know how to respond to people. But what if we showed mercy
1: like God shows us? can't remember the address right this second but i came across a scripture this week in my bible study that was talking about being a tool of unrighteousness versus a tool of righteousness Mm -hmm. and it really profoundly affected me because i thought lord i don't want anything i'm doing to be used as a tool of unrighteousness i want to be a tool of righteousness father for myself for my family for the people i come in contact with people we minister to through uh lrm whatever whatever we're doing i don't want to be something that's going to lead someone else to unrighteousness amen
0: because people are watching people are listening they want to believe i believe that people down deep want to believe that that there's good and and that god loves them and we need to represent the father god rightly Mm -hmm. to them because in my biggest mess he was still good to me. Mm -hmm. He still showed me mercy, which means compassion, tender mercy, kindness, an outward manifestation of pity. He still showed me uh, grace. And can I not? Should I not? And by the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of God and the mercy of God, show them that same mercy I was granted. Mm -hmm. And Lord, help me to rightly represent you mm-hmm. as rightly represent god there's been a re- misrepresentation i think the, the priest and the levite were misrepresenting god mm-hmm. they very much misrepresenting god and they were the ones people were looking to to show them the way to god how god was what does god look like what does god act like how does god talk what does he do and they were to be the leaders of the people in righteousness and represent our god uh, to them so are we we are to represent the Lord Jesus Christ, and listen. I'm not saying I always get it right, dear Lord. I do not. I that's don't. That's why we need mercy. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm so thankful for mercy, uh, because when I get it wrong, and I do, that He forgives me, and He then gives me grace. Then, and there are times, you know, you have to go back and say, "Look, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry." that I treated you like that, or I didn't do this, or, you know, please forgive me. And we need to humble ourselves and do that. But when when we represent the Lord, and we have that love and that mercy coming through us, it draws people to us. It draws them to us. And then we get to show them Jesus. Just like this, you know, let's just finish up this right quick. He's, the man, the Samaritan gives him the money, pays the innkeeper. The innkeeper had to trust the Samaritan, he was going to come back and pay him anything else that it was needed. And he said, whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will pay you. Sometimes kindness and mercy costs you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being compassionate and listening to someone in their pain, in their heartache, in their brokenness uh, is inconvenient. I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's very inconvenient. But. What if you are willing to pay the price for whomever the Lord puts in your path? Because I promise you, he's putting people in your path. Mm -hmm. That you stop and you listen just like someone stopped and listened for you and loves you. Jesus said, so which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And, Jesus, and he said, he who showed mercy on him. That's what God is inviting us to do, is to show mercy like we've been given mercy. Go and do likewise. That is our call. That is what he is uh, bringing us into, and that's what we need to say yes to. We need to say yes to mercy's call, to the call of mercy in our lives and for other people around us. And so, Lord, I just pray right now. Lord, for those that need mercy extended to them, I pray, my Father, God, that you would just envelop them with your mercy, that they would respond to your mercy, they'd respond to your grace, they'd respond to your love and to your forgiveness right now, and that they would just uh, lay down their heavy burdens, lay down the sin, lay down the addictions, they would just lay it down by the grace and mercy of God. And so just if you need that, just I want you to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life, forgive me of my sins, wash me cleanse me i give you everything i give you my past my present my future and i turn to you jesus with all of my heart soul mind and strength lead god and direct me in jesus name friend if you've prayed that prayer or if you need prayer i want you to call our toll-free line at 866-241-0579 866-241-0579 also why don't you go to org? when you get through listening just go ahead and go to lueda.org l-o-u-a-d-a.org because you're going to find a lot Lots of podcasts, of teaching, uh, lots of TV programs. We have a, uh, I have a program called Be Free that airs on the Impact Network, airs four times a week. And uh, if you go to our website, you can find out where and where it airs. It airs on Dish and Direct and lots of other providers. I invite you to go listen to it. And you can watch some previous broadcasts on our website also if you feel like this is uh, a, a ministry that is being fruitful and it is uh, and God deals with you and lays it on your heart and you feel drawn to do it you uh, can go to our website and you can donate it'll help us to help people just like you and just like me uh, that he will bless you I believe and uh, it would be such a blessing to us and help us to continue preaching the gospel on the radio on TV and when we go out in person and minister so I invite you to do that at org, or you can call our prayer line, you're able to give that way too at 866 241 579. And it's our delight and honor to get to pray for you. Let me finish up with just a couple of announcements. Uh, we are having our community prayer meeting again at Zion Church at 6 p.m. on March 28th, and we're praying for our nation and the people of our nation. On April the 15th, Saturday, we're the day before Easter, we're having a resurrection celebration from 11 to 5. We're going to be there leading worship. I'm going to be speaking. We're going to have different ministers and lots of different praise teams. It's going to be powerful, powerful, powerful testimonies of what God, how God has changed people's lives. And then on April 16th, Sunday morning, Easter Resurrection Celebration. Uh, you It'll be start at 7 a.m. and go to 9. And we're going to have praise and worship, an awesome message. And we're just going to glorify God on Easter morning. Uh, at the Coming King Foundation, the Empty Cross right here in Kerrville. You can go to the thecomingkingfoundation.org and you can get the address and, and uh, phone number. Also, uh, I want you to invite you to go to newhopecounselingtexas.org, www.newhopecounselingtx.org. They're going to have a Birdies for Charity golf tournament on April 20th. So thank you so much for tuning in today. What a blessing it's been. I love you guys, and don't forget to tune in next week. God bless you. Remember, you know the truth, and the truth shall make you free.